Hello, welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast, hosted by me, Jack Perks. Professionally, I'm a wildlife cameraman, but I dabble in podcasting, and each Tuesday we release an episode as I have a chat with scientists, artists, filmmakers, and passionate people all about nature in a light-hearted and certainly not serious way. Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host, Jack Perks. Now, in today's episode, I'm talking to Nicola Morris as we chat about wild swimming. Now, what makes Nicola different is that she doesn't wild swim necessarily for exercise. She does it because she wants to see the wildlife below our rivers and coastline, which is an unusual thing. Most people who wild swim are seen as a bit trendy, whereas very few people do it to actually encounter and see wildlife that they would really see. So we're going to be talking a little bit about what started Nicola off, some of the unusual things that she's seen, both wildlife and other stuff, and how she goes around doing it, permissions, etc. It's going to be an interesting chat. Before we do that, I want to mention buymeacoffee.com. So if you can support the channel financially, it is greatly appreciated. We're an independent channel, which means that we receive no sponsorship, no money from anyone else, as my dog is agreeing. And um, if you can support something, that would be absolutely brilliant. There's a link in the description, anything that you can chuck to help keep the podcast ticking over, that is massively appreciated. Now, I've also got a YouTube live coming up. So on the, let me get the dates right before I forget. On the 21st of March, 2024, at half 6 p.m., um, I am going to be on YouTube Live. I'm going to be talking about the podcast, I'm going to be talking about the YouTube channel, uh, Britain's Hidden Fishes, some of the exciting projects that I've got coming up. So if you would like to join me, if you've got any questions that you want to ask about any of this stuff, then you can come along, um, join in, I'll probably crack open a beer and um, have a good old chat on there. So I'll put a link to the description in that as well. Anyway, let's get back on to today's episode. This is Nicola Morris as we head out to a nature reserve and we have a little chat about wild swimming. So welcome to the podcast, Nicola. Thank you so much for having me, Jack. We've been trying to organise this for months, haven't we? We have, yes. But we did get there eventually. So before we start, do you want to just say who you are? And I was going to say what you do, but your job isn't really anything to do with what we're talking about, but it's worth mentioning anyway. Yes, well, I mean, I guess the reason that we are here together is because of my um, new habit, which is river snorkeling, which is something that I picked up um, during lockdown. Yeah. Um, uh, but my day job is working for the RSPB, and I'm principal policy officer there. And partly, I mean, really what my job is, is get trying to get the best deal for migratory birds from the governments around the world. Um, so I'm the policy lead for the BirdLife International Global Flyaways Programme, but also work on RSPB projects in Iceland and Kazakhstan and supporting the um, wonderful new World Heritage Site nomination for the England East Coast from the Humber to the Thames. So quite different to uh, your hobby then, really. Well, yes. crosso- Although as we were walking down here, you said there might be crossover. You might be able to hop in a river every now and again. <laughs> exactly, if yes. If you can. Well, I, I, have, I have been very lucky that... Um, uh, my job does often take me uh, to places close to snorkelable places, either rivers or sea. Um, yeah. So um, uh, it, it helps me with my snorkeling, I must say. Apart from that, you know, it takes it because it's one of those jobs that's a, a passion as well as you know how you how you earn your your um, your daily crust. Um, 
yeah, it does cut into my snorkeling time at home sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not good, is it? Got to, got to sort that out. Uh, today we're at Cossington Meadow in Leicestershire, which is not too far from where I live. Your daughter goes to uni not too far from here, so this is kind of a nice. Uh, oh, is that what's that flying over? Oh no, it's a oh, it's a pigeon. pigeon. Bloody pigeon. pigeon! I tell you what, if I had a fiver for every yes. time I saw a wood pigeon fly over, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> must but, be a goshawk. Yes. Oh god, that would, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? And um, we're conveniently perched near a barn owl box. So why we're talking? If any of us start swooning, it might be because we see a, a barn owl. But um, in the meantime, let's let's talk about your snorkeling. So how how did you get into it? Then you mentioned lockdown briefly. Yes. So, yeah. Well, so um, we live um, quite near to the River Lark in West Suffolk um, and my kids have always gone there and swum in the the warmer months um, and I never really have. Um, But for a long time um, and increasingly in the last decade or so, I've really loved um, snorkelling in the sea, Um, be it on coral reefs or in the Mediterranean or... um, uh, More conventional swimming, I guess. The south coast of England too. Um, but of course, that was one thing that I couldn't do um, during lockdown. Um, so anyway, it, it was that last day of July. I remember, it was really, really hot, and um, my sister-in-law was driving down from Norwich to London. It was her first outing since the lockdown, and it was super hot. And our car didn't have air conditioning, and there was massive traffic jam. So she just knocked on our door. And she said, oh, "Can I have a cup of tea?" And then the girl said, "But Auntie Claire, we're we're going um, swimming. Do you want to come with us?" So I lent her costume, and I, as I went out, you know, I grabbed my snorkel and mask. I thought, oh, you know, no, you never know what it might see. And I got in, and then instantly I saw a trout par before I knew that a baby trout was called a par. And then I saw fish that I didn't know at the time were chub and dace. I'd never heard of them. And um, then I thought, oh my god, you know, this is this is just the most amazing thing it's like this portal into a whole other world and like a baptism it was a, it was a bit like a, it was it was very transformational moment and um then uh, i googled and i found um Imogen, imogen's river swims website and um she has she's an, an open water swimmer and she's um, been going all around east anglia and beyond and and then she documents her swims right and so i i followed where she'd been and that gave me confidence to, you know, understand, you know, what it's like being in rivers. And now really, you know, the the, the rivers are my oyster, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always love seeing the stuff pop up on your Twitter and your social media because it is like you're there with you you get these little glimpses whether you're like seeing a trout in a chalk stream or if you're in a slightly less glam bit of the river which we'll, we'll come on to some of that a bit later on and yeah. you might see a you know shopping trolley or a mitten crab or something yes. but it is a it is a completely different aspect and i suppose um a lot of people maybe pre-lockdown wouldn't think to swim in a river but a lot more people are doing it. wild swimming has always become quite trendy now hasn't it like in a way like i often hear people go oh, i went wild swimming the other day and i was like well did you swim outdoors or was it wild swimming i don't know is there a difference <laughs> you know yes i don't know the difference between outdoor and open water and wild yeah, swimming. yeah yeah but um i i got this lovely um dry robe for christmas it's actually a red one and you know i think these are godsend aren't they they've just become very popular haven't they because of all this outdoor swimming but i think it's that actually what i do is actually quite different um in terms of motivation from from the the wild swimming i mean i i still get that same buzz of being out in the open and you know the cold water on your body um but for me i mean the the physical benefits are part of it but the main thing is just the discovery you know the fact that here you are in overpopulated England and you can go places that no one has ever been before because you know so far uh, there's rather few of us who 
um, do this river swinging. I think I, I think you were actually the first. So river swinging? Did you say sorry? I was like, I think that's something completely completely different, Nicola. I've not done that before. But I think you were the you were the only the first other river snorkeler I ever knew existed because I saw you on social media. I don't think I I don't think I started it, but yeah, I mean, I guess so. What you're describing is you're going in to see the wildlife. It's not it's not exercise is a bonus for you. Exactly. And I think yeah, I would agree with you. When I do it, I'm doing it to film and, and interact with the wildlife. I'm not yes. doing it because I want to go for a swim. I mean, exactly. enjoy it. Yes, exactly. But um, and yeah, and I think whereas a lot of people are doing it because the exercise is maybe the main motivation and, yes. and the surroundings are, are a secondary thing whereas yeah yes. there, there aren't that many people who do it to look for wildlife yes. they're, they're, you know they're doing it for fun or, or, or whatever yeah, they're, yeah. there's relatively few of us out there um, yes. doing it I yeah. think and I, I do I do agree with that yeah. um, so I mean you must get this asked all the time have you ever gotten ill from going in no, there no never really? never I mean, are you surprised the... by that or, or not well, really I mean to be honest I'm mainly in East Anglian rivers okay. and I think Compared to what I see on social media from elsewhere, I think they're not as bad as some when it, when it comes to the sewage. Yeah. You know, in some yeah, ways, yeah, yeah. more what I'm seeing is the problems caused by intensive agriculture. Yes. So the only um, problems I've had is with swimmer's itch, um, you know, which is oh, okay. this... Um, something to do with a snail? Is yes, that right? that's yeah. right. It's a little parasite, um, Bilhartsia. I think it's a flatworm. It's related to Bil- oh, Bilhartsia. Oh, is it? Okay, right. And it... it its life cycle involves snails and then ducks and it thinks I'm a duck and so it drills they drill into your skin um, but then they die and so the rest of my family it doesn't matter I mean if they're if they're they're drilling into their skin they don't notice it but with me I get a reaction like you would with a mosquito bite and so I get really really itchy um, but it's very easy to to not have it. You put a wetsuit on or put a, a, okay. a, a rash guard on, okay, and, it, and it's fine. Okay. And so, so you're not selling this wild swimming. We're all going to get uh, yeah. Flat, I think uh, I think worms. rather few people <laughs> are susceptible to it. You know, it's in the same way that only some people get itchy with with um, mosquito bites Got or yeah. nettles. And so stuff. you're not normally wearing a, a wetsuit, then you just go in a bathing suit, do you? Well, to begin with, I didn't have a wetsuit. So, okay. but I did as it got colder in like November. I think I did eventually invest in a wetsuit, and I do tend to wear it all the time because um you know i tend to be doing stuff where i get scratched and you know yeah. like net overhanging nettles and i did once um kneeled i was because what i'm doing often is i'm i'm well what adam nicholson describes as snootling so it's basically not really swimming but it's 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 crawling yeah. along yes. on your hands yeah, yeah 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 um and 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 knees and a piece of glass went straight through my knee. Um, really? So, oh no! So ever since then, I've always worn Kevlar knee pads that cavers use. But apparently, you can get um, wetsuits that have uh, built-in reinforcements on the knee. Uh, but okay. I, I get quite cheap wetsuits because I do get them through them quite quickly. Because you know, I'm going, <laughs> I'm, I'm going under branches, and yeah. you know, um, it's quite an obstacle course. Often, the kind of chalk streams I'm in. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I was just thinking I don't think I've ever had that itch, but I'm, I generally wear a wetsuit or a dry suit, so yes. I guess there's less skin exposed. Yes. Um, and yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, my wetsuit gets battered because I'm scraping against trees and bramble and yeah. rocks and stuff like that. And yeah. a, a lot of, I know a lot of other underwater photographers who mainly scuba dive, and they yes. find it hilarious when I'm, I'm literally half my body's out of the water because I'm only in five inches of water yes. looking around but I'm like well yeah but you see all the minnows and the bullheads and, exactly. and all that you don't have to be um, really deep to see interesting stuff no and in some ways when you're in the shallows you're more likely to be eye to eye with the fish yeah, and that's, that's what way. I love I love that kind of intimacy when you're eye to eye with a fish which you don't really generally get with birds or no I never really thought of it like that but that, yeah. that, that that's true and a lot of the small 
fish. You get pretty close to them, can't you? Like they're not too. I, I guess I don't yeah. think they recognise you as a predator. I don't know. Well, I've on a number of occasions had manicures from minnows. I've just put my all hand right. out, and they come and they nibble all of the skin on my. Really? It's a it's a lovely feeling. People used to pay for that, didn't they? They it was did the feet in, thing. Wasn't yes, it? in gardens, in um, yeah, in shopping centres, they used yeah. to have it. Well, I mean, I was getting it for free from the, the little ooze minnows. <laughs> <laughs> why why not um have you found anything well i know you have but i'm just gonna i'm gonna tease this out of you but have you found anything weird when you've been snorkeling other other than the wildlife well a couple of human skulls and then you say that so casually <laughs> <laughs> a couple of human skulls the first time i can tell you it wasn't didn't feel very no, casual because yeah. it was i was all alone um up um somewhere called low dyke which is a okay um a tributary of the Wissy. And um, I had been do, taking um, uh, water samples. Um, it was part of the Brex and Fenedge um, uh, Rivers Landscape Project. Okay. And um, so we'd been out taking river samples for eDNA. Um, and then also we'd been taking um, phosphorus and um, nitrogen readings. And um, I had one set left, so I was looking for a river that I could... Um, use that on and then finally I got to low dike and then so I took my sample and then I just decided to snorkel up it and it was a really sultry day and quite a weird it's 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 on the it's next to Borton Fen I think it's called which is a little nature reserve but there was something creepy about it and no fish no fish um just not very great visibility um and then all of a sudden I just saw this thing um on the riverbed about a meter below me um and I dived down and had a look, and yeah, it was a human skull, which was very odd because intact, like you, you know, very obviously that's what it was, sort of thing, or was yes. it a piece of it. Yes. It's, so it was the whole the whole upper skull, the lower jaw was missing. Yeah. Wow. Um, and um, so I kind of freaked out. Yeah, I bet. Um, and um, so I snorkeled back down, and I phoned the police, and they said, "Wait there," um, and they made me get back in and fish it out for them. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get the help these days. Um. <laughs> and um, anyway, they took it away and um, event to you know to have the forensics done. And I um, mean, I did put it out on Twitter, and then somebody um, said, "You do realise that two miles from where you were, there was a, a murder about forty years ago, where um, the headless body of a woman in a pink Marks and Spencer's nighty was found, and they never identified her. They never found her head." <laughs> so oh I was my thinking, god! I was thinking, oh my god! And then. Um, uh, my so I, I I mean it looked pretty old I mean it's quite black yeah um, but my sister and her husband are primatologists and they they work a lot on you know wild chimpanzee skulls that they find brains and they looked and they said yeah that could be forty years old but anyway eventually the police came back and they said oh no it's a hundred years old it's from a burial oh um, okay yeah, all right that's but, not quite as sinister yeah though, is and it? then um, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm just recording a podcast oh sorry you're all right. <laughs> It's fine, mate. No worries. What are you after the owl? Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's just normally down there. Oh, okay. Well, we might see it. Well, yeah. No worries. Good luck with it. That's okay. (laughs) But Uh, then um, my most recent human skull was I went down to swim in the Itchen um, at Winchester College, um, where they've got a wonderful um, other river snorkeler, Eve Cavey. Okay. Younger than me, but she's even been river snorkeling for seven years. Um, and um, she, uh, we went snorkeling with her, and as we were walking down from the school to the river, 
um, you know, we were discussing our finds and she's much more focused on the fish and, you know, she hadn't found human skulls or jewels or um, anything like that. So we got in and then literally 10 minutes after we got in, I found another human skull. Oh my God, and you're then, attracting them, aren't you? And Nicola? then five minutes after that, I found an unexploded World War II bomb. Oh my, on the same dip? <laughs> on the yeah. same dipping? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> As well as a lot of amazing trout and the biggest pike I've ever seen. I mean, bigger oh, than me. Really? <laughs> yeah. So they are, pike are impressive. When you're in yeah. the water with them, because it's one thing when you see an angler like lifting them up and the, and the belly's kind of bulging a little bit, but when you're actually in the water with one, they're impressive looking things. They, they always come across to me as the kings of the river. They yeah. know. They know that they rule the roost there. Yeah. And, you know, the way that they just kind of look at you and they just, they're not fussed at all by you. And no. uh, they're beautiful creatures. And I love the way that the, their individual markings are so different. Yeah. And yeah. the way that they start, jack pikes are like stripy, aren't they? That's right, yeah. And then yeah. as they get older, they become more and more spotty. That's right. And uh, beautiful, beautiful Because I'm always conscious of wearing gloves because I always think if I've just got my hand without yes. um, the wetsuit on, it's, it's quite flashy. Yes. And I don't think a pike would ever go for you on purpose. But I yes. just think, you know, if it's a bit peckish and it makes a mistake. Yes. Because it would make a mess of your hand if it, if it grabbed hold of it. I they, suppose that's true i mean i did have one that nipped the um tip of my my um flippers did you actually yeah so you were attacked so if this it, was, if it, this was it, the sun <laughs> or the or daily mirror it'd be like you know local woman gets mauled by pike wouldn't it but i mean it didn't feel like it was attacking me it just felt exploratory okay yeah 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 i would say yeah that's true I, I didn't feel scared no I, mean, I don't i don't think it'll put you off will it but no, they are amazing amazing yeah. fish have you got a, a favorite animal that you've been in the water with well, I do love the um, brook lamprey. Um, the Have you snorkeled with them? Lots and lots of times, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and um, so that the very first... So um, that first... Um, uh, 2020 when I started the snorkeling and then there was two months when I couldn't snorkel because it was the rivers were too full like this year basically yeah and so the first time I could get in the river was February and I went in the cutoff channel which is the bit that goes between um, it's a man-made channel that goes between the um, grey twos and the lark okay and um, time of year would this be March February mm. February. February yeah okay. and um and then I, I, I didn't even, I'd hardly even heard of lampreys, but just mm. suddenly I found a red of them with 16 of them, all, you know, wow. how they go. Yeah, yeah. And, and they are writhing. So writhing, <laughs> totally writhing. And, um, you know, they're so completely preoccupied with what they're doing that they don't mind if you get right up to them, eye to eye. And um, I've often seen it since, and I just find them, ap- you know, these, because they're not really even fish, aren't they? They're older no, than fish. No, they're, yeah, I mean. The, uh, it's the classic thing there's no such thing as a fish but yeah they're, they're so ancient yeah. we are more closely related to a salmon than a lamprey is it's incredible that's how it? that's how weird and old they are 300 million years something like yeah. that but yeah I, I found that lamprey are um, the easiest fish to approach because they're so preoccupied yes. with spawning yes. you you can get right up in their grill and they're, yes. they're not bothered they not just crack on yeah, um, and, you should try and get I don't know if you get them in the, I don't think you get them in the east of England but sea lamprey I'd love to oh if you ever get the, that's, a, that's another they look like a monsters they're incredible and I, I, incredible. a friend of mine um, did actually see um, in, in um, Ireland a friend of hers got out of a sea loch 
in, in a wetsuit and there was a giant um, sea lamprey stuck onto her. No, really? <laughs> wow. I don't know if I would be... I think I would be equally thrilled yes. and slightly concerned. Yes, exactly. But um, that would be incredible, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. They are they are amazing-looking things. Yeah. Which I think the closest place for you... You know, the, the closest place would probably be Worcester. Oh, really? And you get them oh. on the, uh, the team, the river team. Oh, really? And if you go there around about May, June, right. you've got half a chance of, of seeing them. The, the, oh. the river does real... Flow. I, don't, I think yeah. you struggled to stay still, but yes. if you just wanted to see them, yes. you could always shove your head in. Yes, you know, you yes. could stand there because they are incredible creatures. Wow. And river lampreys as well? Uh, river lamprey, the only place I've seen them is the Welsh Dee. Oh, right. And it's very much like you've got to be there at the right time. But, yes. But river, lamp- I mean, river lamprey are lovely, but they're basically just a big brook lamprey. Okay, but, okay. But, you know, not to knock them. I don't want all the river lamprey people writing in <laughs> offended, all four of them. But, um, but yeah, yeah, the sea lamprey or something else. You should. Yeah. Is, is there a species that you haven't seen that you'd love to, uh, well, that you'd um, love to see? Well, yes. I mean, so... As you know, I haven't seen nine or ten spine, whichever way you call it. Of course, yeah, because we were going to we were yes. going to do that, weren't we? Yes. Yeah. So I haven't seen that, and and it's a bone of deep contention in our marriage that um, <laughs> that that Bill, my husband, um, he saw he took a picture just after I'd given him a camera, I think yeah. a new camera, and he he took about ten pictures that day. Um, this was on a tributary of the Wissy, and he said, "Oh, I think I saw a, a trout par," and I looked at his photos, and it was bloody spined loach. And oh wow, that's a good one. And we went back, must have gone back half a dudn times. No joy. No joy. Gudgeon, but no, no. Spine loach. I've never seen one just out in the open. It's always I've had to fish it out with a net and really? yeah, they're very, very cryptic. He was, he was so, so lucky. I yeah, mean, he was. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, yes, those I would say that. And then salmon. Um, of course, yeah. You're yes. not going to get those in. in I mean, Sangre, I, really. I did. Um, I had had a work trip up to Speyside, um, and um, I did um, have an, an early morning snorkel, and I saw some teeny tiny part, but okay. I'm not absolutely sure whether they were salmon or trout. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, there's lots of. Work. I think is it the, the thumbprint or something like that along yeah. the body is, is more indicative of salmon. But I know that's not. A I think boy. this was such a small one oh, that okay. maybe. It wasn't quite ready. So okay. um, Eve has said that she will alert me to when um, a good time would be to go and look at them in the itchin. And, of course, then we, I took my mum in November, mm. she lives up near Hexham, to Hexham to watch the the salmon yes, leaping I've up the Yes, I've seen that. Yes, I've yeah. been there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed yeah. you've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at Christmas, we did hope that we would find somewhere um, to go and swim in the spawning grounds. Mm. But the the, tine, the North Time was too, too flooded. But I'm wondering about going back to the reed because um, I think they do also have um, freshwater pearl mussels there. Oh and that wow! That would be lovely That'd to be snorkel inc- with them. Too. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah, they don't they don't do much, but <laughs> but but just the way that you know they yeah. live over a hundred years and yes. produce black pearls and whatnot. So yes, they are exactly. They are absolutely fascinating. How, I I always get asked this, and I'm curious to ask you this: How do you get on with access? Because people always go, "Can you just go anywhere?" And yes. how, how do you tend to do it? Well, so the rule of thumb that I operate on is that. If you get into a water body from a public right-of-way or something and then you're swimming in the water column, you can go where you like. Um, I don't think everybody would interpret it that way. No. But, um, yes, it's sometimes it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. But, um, I mean, I'm very lucky that uh, um, a lot of um, landowners like me to go and, you know, they invite me to go and snorkel in their rivers just because they're interested to know what's in Curiosity, there. Curiosity, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever had any negative experiences? Have you ever had anyone, you know, jumping I, up and down? Or? I have had one or two. Okay. Yes, maybe three. Um <laughs> Um, but on the whole, people are incredibly friendly, including if yeah. they find me trespassing in their 
in their property you know mo- uh, yeah. most people are actually more interested to know what on earth you're doing yes you know the most yeah. common re- response which you probably find too is well i've never seen anyone snorkeling in this room yeah. before and yeah, i yeah. never thought i would <laughs> um so it's it's amazing in a to me now i can't understand why everybody isn't doing it all the time because if i had you know perfect conditions that's what i'd be doing yeah, all the time yeah, every yeah. day because i am addicted to it um but um yeah it just doesn't seem to be a thing that people have I, I think what's put me off in recent years is obviously like the sewage scandal yes. and just the fact that so much raw sewage I mean it's nothing new we've had sewage going to rivers yes. for a long time but the, the sheer volume of it now and, and, and lots of people are shouting about it and rightly so I think, yes. I think it's good that they do do that but yeah I, I used to really enjoy going into rivers now and I just think do I really want to be swimming in excrement because yeah. a lot of the rivers certainly where I live in Nottinghamshire the you know the trend it gets hundreds and hundreds of tons litres yeah. of, of sewage and I'm like yeah. I don't know if I want to be uh, be in that if I can help it so I do still occasionally yeah. go river snorkelling yeah. but I don't do it nearly as much if I do do it I try and be quite selective so I'll go yeah. to like the headwaters in the Peak District or Ooh, yes. where there's going to be a bit less a uh, bit less of the mess yes. if, you like, if you like it that way so have you ever seen any sort of physical you know you know like you do see photos of sanitary towels and things yeah the, have you ever seen anything like that not not to that extreme so like yeah. you see the stuff like mark barrows does some fantastic yes, work doesn't exactly. he and so i've not seen it to that extent no, and not, not to say that it doesn't go on yes but um generally speaking it's more i might be near a sewage outlet but you get that kind of gray water coming in don't yes, you yes yes and i just i don't know what's in that but yeah, I, yeah i've not seen the actual i know people go like yeah sanitary towels or yeah. toilet paper yeah um, i'm sure it does go on but i, I haven't seen that no, in, in, I never have. in a few of the spots but at the same time i um I, i'm quite selective where i go so if yes. i saw i wouldn't go in like yes. i wouldn't i wouldn't do it or, or i'd go upstream of it and yes and generally speaking i'm trying to get quite picturesque images yes so i don't want sanitary towels in <laughs> in the pictures if i can help it exactly so um so no it's not yeah. It's a case of me not looking for it yes. and being selective. So yes. it, it definitely is out there, but I've yeah. not seen it as much. I, I see plastic fairly regularly, like litter and yes. and things like that, which aren't which aren't great. But I, I try and try and pick the nice looking places if I can uh, yeah. if I can help it. I'm the same. Yeah, I think that's that, that's the way. So you typically stick with East East Anglia, do you? Not really. It's just because that's where I live. And, yeah. You know, I mean, it's amazing that within half an hour's drive of where we live, I mean, there is still endless possibilities of new snorkels for me to you're do. You're in a great spot, aren't you? Yeah. So what did you say? You're in no, you're Sus West, no. West Suffolk. West yeah. Suffolk. Okay. So yeah. yeah, you're in a great spot. There, so it's in you? the it's in the Great Ouse catchment. So yeah. you know, we're on the Lark, which is like probably the most southerly one, and yeah. then you go up and you get the Little Ouse and the Thet, and then you get the Wissy, which is my favourite, mm. and then you go Soon. Hopefully, you know about that. Yes, yes, you know that? exactly. Yeah. That would be yeah. so fantastic. It'd be great if you're in the water one day and a burbot stirs back at you. I, wouldn't it? I look always for burbot and sturgeon because you just never know. You, nev- you, you know, you put enough time in, something weird's going to turn up, isn't yeah, it? So exactly. that would be that would be epic, wouldn't it? But I know they. I did speak to the guys at Norfolk Rivers Trust, and they were saying the next year or two, hopefully, yeah. they're just fighting. Bureauc- I mean, if you work for the RSPB, you're probably familiar with it, but they're fighting bureaucracy at the moment, just trying yeah. to go through the all the right channels, obviously. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm confident they'll get there because that would be amazing to get them get them back i would love to be in the water with them they're amazing i went to belgium a couple of years ago and saw saw the breeding program they have there yes i saw that, your oh, information on that that was, was incredible amazing. oh they're amazing they're really uh, people call them ugly but you know what they're quite pretty they've got real mottled markings along the side of them yes they'd be great to get back because i mean i haven't swum with our barbels yet um, you know but okay. we were on holiday in france in the var and and there it was fabulous to swim with the mediterranean mm. barbels so i got the, ah. got the i mean i imagine our ones are not that different but they're beautiful no. fish as well very gold speckledy barbless stunning yeah. yeah yeah i've not i've not had much 
um, they're quite shy. Yes. And I think because a lot of the rivers around here, we've got a lot of barbel yes. uh, locally, but they're quite skittish. I think if they see something coming towards them, oh, they don't hang about because right. they, they think it's an otter or something, it's some sort oh, of predator. Yes. So they 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 scarper. They okay. don't they don't um, stay with it. So I've had glimpses of barbel when I've snorkeled, but yes. 90% of my stuff's been. Um, remote camera but then again yeah. I, th- I think again mentioning Mark Barrows but I think he scuba dives with them so it must be possible yeah so you must be doable I think you just put the time in and I think the key if you were going to do it would actually be what you were saying earlier what did you call it snoodling what Snood- was it called? snootling snootling yes I reckon if you just went slow yes. and stayed still you'd probably have half a chance of getting some good stuff yes I reckon it's more I'm t- I get a bit too keen so <laughs> Min- mincing around like I'm a porpoise or something. Oh, God, what are they? Uh, Canada geese. Canada's, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Just heading over. Wonderful flight. And the because the, we were going to go snorkeling, but it's been the worst floods in Nottinghamshire for twenty odd years. It's been pretty bad. Yeah. And the reserve we're on today is actually flooded. In fact, it was so flooded we found a fish next to your car, didn't we? <laughs> it was hilarious. And then Jack said, "Look, there's a fish." And he picked it up, and it was like Lazarus. The fish came to life. <laughs> it was alive. And then he, and then he put it into the, low, the the nearest ditch. Yes. Yeah, I didn't quite believe that. I just looked down and thought, oh, there's a fish. I'm just be carrying <laughs> fish with me. And it was a little bream, a little tiny bream fry. But that, that's actually a problem with floods. A lot of fish do get stranded. Gosh. So if you, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, this will be going out in a few weeks when it's probably dried up, hopefully. Mm. But yeah, I've seen um, videos online of people going to cricket pitches mm. with nets and scooping up <gasps> carp and pike and stuff. Because really? the fish get out the main flow. They don't yes. want to hang out. And then obviously when the water recedes, yes. they're, um, they're scuppered. Oh my God, It does yes. happen, so one thing to look out for. And I have, ha- I have come in from a swim and gone into the shower and had... A baby stickleback come out actually? my face. <laughs> I think it was I was it was after a swim in the Waveney, and I think I was swimming through shoals of tiny, tiny. Right, and they like the look at they thought that looks great, some good habitat. <laughs> let's let's pop into Nicola. <laughs> I, I, my beard's not quite as bushy as it normally is at the minute, but I should check my beard because I'm, I'm sure <laughs> exactly. there's a, an eel or two hanging around in that. I'll, I'll, have you seen any? Have you ever seen an eel snorkeling? Yes, have well, you? it was the most. Ama- I mean, I've seen maybe four or five times, but the most amazing was I went snorkeling with in the in the Great Ooze with a mother and baby common dolphin. That had what? Got, yes, this was like um, just a few miles from Cambridge, um, near over. This was in the summer, and it was a mother and baby, and they must have come in from the wash and got lost. Yeah. And so, did you see it? You actually saw it swimming around. Yes. Yes. Wow. You and got so, pictures of that. Did you feel? Yes, yes. Oh wow! I haven't said. I didn't see that. Yes. Wow. Yes. So I mean, obviously, I just got in and then I just bobbed there, and because I didn't want to scare them, and so then eventually they came and they came towards me, and I could I could feel their clicking and hear their clicking wow. all the way through my body, but the thing was that then I I just whilst I was whilst they were away and um, I was just looking under some so and I suddenly found a young elva and then under every single stone was an elva and I must have seen 20 eels and 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 really super close eye to eye could have touched them and that was I mean it was a a completely mind-blowing swim that I must say you seem to have some incredible luck don't you find (laughs) or skill maybe it's skill maybe it's not luck that is absolutely bonkers isn't it um if people want to kind of check out your stuff what's the best ways like twitter is it or yeah you want instagram or anything like that no just only twitter okay which and what's your handle um it's um at numenini which is m n u m e n i well anyway 
If you're really keen, you'll find it. But if you put Nicola Crockford in, it okay. comes up. Yeah. But it's well, if you if you're on Twitter and you want to kind of see about wild swimming yeah. and snorkeling rivers, you should definitely follow Nicola because she's got some lovely lovely little clips on there. And but... I always do hashtag my swim if I've been swimming. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they could search that and they yes. could they could kind of hunt you down. Um, yeah. Well, look, I think before we freeze to death, shall we um, <laughs> shall we head out? It's bar now's not putting an appearance, has it? But probably as soon as I stop recording, it's going to show up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But look, look, it's been a pleasure as always, chatting, Nick. Thank you, thank you, Jack. It was great. <laughs> that was Nicola Morris. I definitely recommend that you check her out um, on social media. You just get these little glimpses of when she goes for a river snorkel, and you get these little kind of windows into her world when she is looking at different underwater wildlife. It's it's really really good. Um, incredibly passionate about what she what she does as well. In the last podcast, I said I would be recommending uh, videos from my YouTube channel for people to check out, just because there's a lot to sort through. Um, and I'm just going to kind of narrow it down for you. Um, today's video is going to be about snorkeling and it's about puffins. So I went to Skoma a couple of years ago and actually got in the water and I was able to snorkel with puffins. Amazing experience. Um, you can actually go out and do that um, if you want as well. You can go with a company called Celtic Deep and you can get in the water and swim with puffins. So there's a YouTube video about me um, going out and doing that, which was absolutely incredible. Next week, I'm talking to Rob Collins from the Rivers Trust, and we're going to be talking about forever chemicals. Now, what that basically is, is when something enters a river, and once it's in, it's in. Or or is it? So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to try and find out um, what they are, what problems they cause, can you get rid of them, because uh, there's some pretty nasty stuff floating around in our rivers. This has been the Bearded Tits Podcast. I've been your host, Jack Perks, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Cheers.